you talked about Jeremiah, we talked a lot about how he's very similar to Christ and and how he's like um he's prophesying and this is another thing. When you prophesy the true word of God, people are not going to like you. And so here it is. Jeremiah is literally showing what the Messiah will go through later. The Messiah was not liked by telling people. I mean, he was called a traitor. There were people like he died a treasonous death. That's a traitor's death. He died being crucified on the cross. That's a traitor's death or someone accused of treason. Okay, so here it is. We have um, similar situations because the devil will never do anything new. He's going to do the same stuff over and over and over again. The only one who, who, who has a different strategy or a different plan is the Lord himself. And you must understand the ways Lord, the way the Lord thinks, the way the Lord feels, because that's what the glory is about. You know, the Lord said, the glory is not only my power. The glory is not only my presence. The glory is the entirety of who I am. The glory is when you see my character. The glory is when you see my heart. The glory is where, yes, you can walk in unspeakable power because of glory. But it is also when you know who God is and you understand who he is. And because of that, it's easier to have that faith or trust or reliance on him. So when Moses was saying, Lord, show me your glory, he had already seen God's power. He has already seen God do unbelievable and amazing things. So when he's saying, Lord, show me your glory, he wasn't saying, show me your power. Like I see many people in this generation doing. They want God to show his glory so that, so that he can demonstrate his power. But that is not the goal of glory. Oh, I hope you are understanding this here. When Moses said, show me your glory, because I was wondering why God could Moses talk to you like a friend. How is it Abraham could talk to you like a friend? Abraham didn't walk in those signs and wonders. Read your Bible. Abraham has no record of him raising the dead, healing the sick. He has no record of signs and wonders. But yet he was called the friend of God in the Old Testament and New Testament. Not even Moses had that honor. So how is it that Abraham received that great honor was because he did not desire power, anointing, or status. He desired God himself. When Moses said, show me your glory, he was saying, Lord, show me the entirety of who you are. I want to know your heart. I want to know your character. I want to know like the way you think. I want to know you. And that's why the Lord said, no man can see my face and live, but I'll show you my back. I'll show you where I've been up until this point. That's why Moses could write Genesis all the way up unto Exodus. The reason why Moses could write that was because he had seen everywhere God had been up until that point. Why is this significant of Jeremiah? Go to Jeremiah chapter 9. 
We're going to Jeremiah chapter 9. I'm telling you. And we're going to go 23. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23. Oh, I hope you all are ready for this today. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Now, some of you might have a different version. Some of you, it might say boast. Some of you, if if you have the King James, New King James, maybe amplified, it'll say boast. Or, or, I'm sorry, it'll say glory. So what is glory? What is it? Is it boasting? Is it? I, I want you to understand this. When you boast about something, it's because you did it. Look at, look at that. Aren't I? Aren't I amazing? Aren't I bad? That's all you see in these rap videos. Is these rappers are boasting about their wealth? They're wealthy. They're boasting about how many women they can get. Even though some of them are ugly like a mug. I can't even explain that. But let me get off of that right now. Let me explain this to you. The Lord said. Not to glory in wisdom. Not to glory in riches. Why? Because no matter how much you boast. Or talk about look at what I did. Look at what I did. God is the source of all of it. The Lord is the source of all of it. The Lord was the source. You only have wealth because God gave you the knowledge, skills, and ability to create wealth. And the Lord says, I gave you the ability to create wealth so that what? You can establish my covenant on the earth. Not just so that you can have money, but so that you can establish my covenant on the earth. Let not the wise man glory in wisdom. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care if you're wise beyond your years. The only reason you have wisdom is because wisdom comes straight from the Father. It comes straight from the Lord. So you are not the one who gave you your own wisdom. In fact, be very careful because that's how people fall into that Luciferian trap. That's what happened to Lucifer. God said, because you looked at yourself, you looked at your glory, you looked at yourself, you forgot the source of your glory. You forgot where it came from. And because of that, you corrupted your own wisdom. Because when he created Lucifer, he created him with wisdom. Oh, y'all, y'all missed that. He created him with wisdom so that he would have wisdom. But he said you corrupted your wisdom because you forgot the source of glory. Now, this is the key. But let him that glorious glory in this. If you boast in anything, if you boast about anything, if you rejoice in anything, rejoice in this. That he understandeth. And knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, 
saith the Lord. If you really want to have the Lord be pleased with you, if you really want the Lord to take delight in you and like enjoy having conversations with you, then this is when you say, Lord, I desire to not know you, but I desire to understand you because understanding is first. You see how twisted the world has it? We have to know and then we'll understand. But the Lord says, uh-uh, and all your knowledge gain what? Understanding. So no matter how much you think you know of God, you must understand him. If you can't understand him, then you ain't got no reason to boast joy or nothing. Because he, he said, Let if any man glorieth, glory in this, that he understandeth. Why is understanding first? Because that's what God desires most, is for you to understand him. It said that the Israelites knew God's power. Moses knew God's ways, which means they saw what God could do, but Moses understood God more than what the Israelites did. That's why Moses was closer. Was because, not just because he knew of God and knew what God could do. The Israelites knew that. But Moses was the only one who understood him. He was the only one who, when God did something, he knew why God did it. Come on now. This is the problem with the church. You don't understand God because you have no desire to understand him. You just want God to demonstrate his power. But the reason why you can't walk in glory is because you don't desire relationship. It's because you don't desire to understand him. Because when you get the glory, you get the entirety of who he is. Amen. Talk about it. <laughs> I hope everyone's bearing with me. Now look at this. Understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord. Which exercise love and kindness. See, all these Christians, I, I, I call them kumbaya Christians. That's why I call them. Because all they talk about is God is love, so we all need to love each other because God is love, 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 love. You miserable flesh creature. If that's the only dimension of God you understand, then you only understand the first realm. Does anyone else notice that God talks about three realms here? That I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. Oh, I hope you understand this. Ooh. What did Yeshua teach? Seek the Lord, seek the kingdom. And his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So he mentions righteousness. Judgment. Now why is judgment on here? We talked about this before. That judgment means correction. If God can't correct you, the Bible says, then you are not one of his. If he can't talk to you and tell you what's wrong and tell you what's wrong with you, then you are not his child. 
See, oh, thank you. Is, did anyone else notice why Jehovah, Yahweh, when Yeshua is walking around, did anyone notice that he never uses Jehovah or Yahweh? He always says, my father, my father, the father. He always refers to Jehovah or Yahweh as father. He said, your heavenly father, even before they're redeemed, even before they become saved, he says, your father. I go to your God and my God. He, he, he refers to him as God. He refers to him as Adonai, but he mainly refers to him as father, the father. Anyone else notice that? Why? It's because that is the realm that the father that the Lord cares about the most. He is a loving father. He's like God or the most high God is a title. Oh, come on, somebody. He says, if I be a father, where is my honor? Again, it's mentioned number one, because why? That's what he cares about. If I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be Lord, where is my fear? So he's like, fine, if you don't honor me as a father, you should at least fear me because I am the Lord, because I am the most high. If you really only want to refer to me as my work title, come on, somebody, y'all know what I'm talking about here. Who here is understanding what I'm talking about? He is a king, yes. And he deserves every honor and praise as a king. But he also deserves the reverence, honor, and respect of a father. That relationship. I hope you are understanding this. It says, exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. Three realms. The Lord is saying, you can understand this because of the Holy Spirit that's inside of you. The Holy Spirit searches the depths of God and makes them known to us. Come on now. You can understand God now simply because of the Holy Spirit. You may not understand everything about him. That's why you have to get closer to him. That's why you have to spend more time with him. But at least you can understand certain things. That's the problem with with the church, that's the problem with the world, is that everyone gets offended with God because you don't understand God. You don't allow the Holy Spirit to reveal his nature, his heart. You have not encountered the true presence and power of Yeshua. You may have accepted him as Lord, but you did not accept who he is. You accepted his title. You accepted, come on now, you accepted what he could do for you, but you didn't accept him as he is. For if you did, you will know that the glory, oh, come on now, is revealed in Yeshua. Yeshua reveals the glory. Yeshua gets you ready to encounter the glory. The reason why I can bear the weight of some of the kavod and the shekinah glory is because Yeshua prepared me for it. Because when I would spend time with the Lord, when I would spend time with the Holy Spirit, 
Yeshua will come because I would seek him. He will come. And then he would start to show me his character. He would start to show me his heart. He would tell me things about himself. And I said, wow, if you're this amazing, I can't wait to encounter the father. Because I know that the father is greater than you. So I said, Lord, thank you for showing more of who you are. But now show me more of the father. I wanted to know the father because I knew it is the father who revealed the son. But I knew the son could reveal the father. And one day when I was in worship, the Lord took me and said, I'm going to now show you the father. And when I encountered the father, I fell down on the ground as if I was dead. I now understand what happened to John. What happened to Isaiah? What happened to all of them? And the Lord said, get up. And when I got up, I could see and I could withstand him. Why? Because I have been spending so much time with Yeshua. If you want to encounter the father, you must first learn to encounter and spend time with the Holy Spirit and Yeshua. Because if you can't handle those two, you can't handle the father. Because they introduce you to the Father. The Father's too heavy. See, I'm trying to teach y'all to get y'all into a whole new realm. The problem with the church, everyone thinks because you got Jesus, that's enough. That's not enough. Even Yeshua said that. Don't teach something that Yeshua himself did not teach. He says, I'm the door. That's all he said. He said, I'm the door. But the father is the room. Christians, stop waiting at the door. The door has been opened. Go and experience the room. Let me get off of that. Are you all learning something? Are you all getting this? I ain't shouting at you. I'm just excited. In fact, I'm going to show y'all something. I love the word of God. I'm excited. Go to Jeremiah 20. Is it? Ugh. Go to Jeremiah 20. Let me explain something to you. Now, everyone knows that Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. Everyone, if you hear Jeremiah, he's known as the weeping prophet. Why is he called the weeping prophet? Because I tell you the truth. A lot of us who received the call from God, a lot of us do not want to do the things that God has called us to do. I'm just going to be real with it. I'm just going to be real with you. When God first told me what he wanted me to do, I said, heck no, you got the wrong one for that. I said, when when the Lord told me that I would preach the gospel all over the world, I said, maybe in the U.S., I'll preach the gospel all over the U.S. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll be in that home missionary. That's what I'll be. The furthest I'll go is maybe Mexico or Canada. That's about as far that's North American missionary. That's what I said. And a little further down, but that was about it. I said, Lord, no. 
I, I told him no so many times. The Lord said, I got a plan, a purpose, a destiny for you. I didn't believe it. I said, I don't think so. You got the wrong one. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I, I said, you know, maybe you should get somebody else. Who here has had that conversation with the Lord? Come on now, be real with it. Who's the one when God started revealing his destiny, his purpose for you? Or when people will prophesy to you certain things that you will do or that certain things God showed them about you. You said, that ain't me. You got the wrong one. Come on now. Who had that conversation? Me. <laughs> now, let me show y'all something. Jeremiah 20 verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. For I heard the defaming of many fear on every side. Report, say they, and we will report it. All my familiars watch for my halting, saying pre-adventure, he will be enticed, and we shall prevail against him, and we shall take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible one, therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten oh my goodness someone needs you need to write that down circle it let me tell you so jeremiah is literally saying i did not want to do this i did not want to be persecuted i did not want to talk in front of people i did not want this but the word of god was a fire inside of me that i could not quench he got hit with the holy spirit and he could not change his mind after that he said it was like it was shot up in my bones i could not stop myself from sharing the gospel this is what the church is missing you're missing the same thing jeremiah had you need the holy spirit for that fire to get shot up in your bones so that the things that you don't want to do, you can finally say, I am going to do it. Why? Because it's inside of me. I can't contain it, but I need to do it. So if you are afraid to do something, you need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you do it. Because it's not you that's doing it. It's the Holy Spirit inside of you that's doing it. That's why he says a burning fire shut up in my bones. He said a burning fire. Look at it. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire. How many of you know that the Lord is a consuming fire? Come on somebody. How many of you know that the Lord is a consuming fire? I feel the fire of the Lord right now. And I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. What does that mean? He said I couldn't sit still. How many of you had that experience with the Holy Spirit? Where the Holy Spirit hits you and you're just like, I can't contain myself. Oh, I know somebody's hearing me today. 
If you have not had that experience, you need to ask the Lord for that experience. You need to ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit. To touch you with the Holy Spirit. So that that fire gets shot up in your bones. So that even when you're tired and you don't feel like doing something, that fire says, let's go. When you're getting your butt kicked by the world and by the enemy, look at what he said. He said they were coming against me. They were conspiring against me. They were saying stuff against me. But look at this. But the Lord is with me. How may you know that the Lord is with you when you have the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is Lord. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is in this is in that class. He's in that rank of the Most High. Don't think because he's third that he's less. The Holy Spirit inside of you. Look at this. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Meaning that my God's a savage. (laughs) Translation, my God is a savage. You come against me, you got to come against him. Come on, somebody. Therefore, my persecutor shall stumble. Did you see that? All you got to do is give the word. Let God take care of the haters. Let God take care of the ones who tried to destroy your ministry. Let let God take care of the ones that try to speak evil against you, that conspire against you. Oh, I hope you guys are hearing this. I hope you're receiving this. Why? Because the Lord is with me. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. See, everybody knows the scriptures, but you don't understand it. Let me get off of that. Because you don't understand him. That's why Yeshua said, you know what? If a bird doesn't worry about its next meal. And the grass doesn't worry about water or doesn't worry. God takes care of all of it. Then how much more does the father in heaven love you? If he takes care of birds, if he takes care of the grass, if he takes care of the whole universe. Then how much more does he love you? He was trying to show them. Do you guys have any idea how much the father actually loves y'all? For God so loved the world that he gave. Let me tell you something. We were in the world. We were not in his kingdom. We didn't come into his kingdom until we accepted Yeshua. So for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever. Anybody can sign up for this. Whosoever believeth in him. Not believes what he said. Not believes in what he does. But believes in him. Believes that he is the son of God. That he is the resurrected Lord. That he is who he says he is. That he will come to you. That he will fellowship with you. I feel the presence of God right now. If he is, believes in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. 
Come on, somebody. And the Lord said, what was life eternal? Yeshua said in John 17, this is life eternal, that they may know the one true living God and Jesus Christ, the one whom you have sent. How many of you know Yeshua was prophesying when he was praying? Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. Because why would he refer to himself as Jesus Christ? He was prophesying. He was saying that they may know the one true living God and Jesus Christ, the one whom you have sent. That they may know me as well, because that's the key to eternal life. It's not just Yeshua. Yeshua is the first part. The Father's the second part. Some Christians, you only stopped at Jesus, the first part. You must get to the Father, the second part. But you can't get to the Father if you don't know the way to get to Him. Well, then how will I know the way to get to the Father? Ask Yeshua. Read your word. The Bible is literally a roadmap to God's heart. It literally is. That's why he put it here. So that you could know what it is that he delights. He says it right there. Understand that I am the Lord who does bring love and kindness, but I will also bring judgment, correction, and I will do what? And I am a God of righteousness, which means what? That he's right all the time. If you watch my video of KPG Global, which by the way, that's a plug, I know. <laughs> I say what righteousness really means. It means he's right all the time. That's what righteousness means. The problem now that I see with a lot of believers, you are now debating God's righteousness. You are now debating if God is truly right all the time. Let me just squash that now. He is right all the time. The problem is you just don't want to submit that he's right all the time because you're prideful, you're arrogant, you're rebellious. I'm sorry. There are things that you want to do that you know God doesn't want you to do. I'm just, I'm just telling the truth right now. This is the kind of stuff that gets you stoned and thrown out of the congregation. That's fine. I'm in good company. They didn't like Jeremiah for preaching that stuff. They didn't like Yeshua for preaching that stuff. Let me get off that. But why am I saying this? Why am I talking about this? Because the Lord is saying, learn from Jeremiah. Learn from Jeremiah. Learn that it, it, it's even if the whole nation turns against you. Because that's what happened to Jeremiah. The entire nation turned against him. But yet he was the one, even when the people didn't listen. And God brought judgment on Israel, on Jerusalem. How many of you know Jeremiah was the one who got away? It wasn't because he ran away. It was because literally the people who took over. I'll show you that verse in a minute. But literally 
the the Babylonians or whoever who took over literally went to the prison and said, are you Jeremiah? He said, I am. He said, go, my king wants you to be set free. They're killing every man. They're, they're taking the women hostage, the children as slaves. And yet they look at this dude in a jail cell and said, you're free to go. You're free to go. Huh? Hey, don't ask questions. My king said you're free to go. Why? Because the king of kings said he ain't guilty. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to hear this. I hope you understood. Holy Spirit, give them revelation. The reason why Jeremiah was set free was because the king of kings said he wasn't guilty. The world said he was guilty. God said, "Uh uh-uh, he did exactly what I wanted him to do. And because of that, he will not face the same judgment that you will face. Why? Because Jeremiah was on the Lord's side. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The same way that the Levites were protected when Moses said, whoever be on the Lord's side, come over here. And all the Levites came over. And then when he broke the Ten Commandments, right there in front of them, and the earth opened up. The Bible says the earth opened up and swallowed those who were not on the Lord's side. And it closed up, which means they died. And then God looked at every other tribe a little differently after that, but he said the Levites are the only ones who can touch the Ark of the Covenant. They are so set apart because every Levite came over to the Lord's side. He said, because you're on my side, only you guys can touch the Ark where my glory and my presence is. Come on, somebody. I hope you all are getting this. Only the Levites can set up the tabernacle and take it down. Only the Levites can serve in my temple. Oh, come on now. Are are, are you getting this? But the problem is, a lot of us, we want to be just like the world. We want to do the things of the world. We want to say that benefits of the world. Well, then guess what? You will have the same result as the world. You will receive the very same reward for that. That's going to go to the world. You will receive the same judgment. You will receive the same consequences. But however, however, if you go to the Lord's side and you stay on the Lord's side and you stay faithful and dedicated to him and to his word, then you will receive all the blessings and benefits that come with it. Which means even if the world is going to crap, you will be preserved. I'm like, shoot, I don't care. Like, you can take me out. I know where I'm going. I'm going home after this. But before I get home, I still got to bring his kingdom to the earth. That's why I ain't home yet. And also, I got some very strong believers in here who won't let me go home. (laughs) 
I'm telling you, I got so many people that if I ever die prematurely, just call them up. They'll lay hands and raise me from the dead. That's how that's how strong their faith is. Come on now. In fact, I joke with some of my friends about this. About if I ever died prematurely, we know exactly who to call. We know what order it goes in on who to lay hands. But let me move on. Go to Jeremiah 51. (laughs) Thank you, brother. I see you. He said that. (laughs) Glory to God. Uh. Jeremiah 51, verse 15. I want y'all to see something. See, I'm touching on verses people don't touch on. He hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom and hath stretched out the heaven by his understanding. When he uttereth his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens and he causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings with rain and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures. Now look at this. How in the world does Jeremiah know all of this? How in the world does Jeremiah understand and know all of this? It's because he was taken into the glory. Come on, somebody. Oh, God. Come on, somebody. He was taken into the glory. He saw the realm. That has been described in Revelation. It it was described. I showed it to you in Psalms. I showed it to you in Job. I showed it to you. that That's why Muhammad is a liar. Because everyone who had encountered God in any way. Walked away with power. They walked away with seeing God. In that realm of glory. Or at least in one realm of glory. Go check out the Quran. He mentions nothing about seeing the Father in his glory. Yet you a prophet. Yet every prophet, every Jewish prophet, which is every true prophet that encountered God saw a little bit of his glory. Why? Because you cannot prophesy the the true things of God until you understand God's heart and not and, and his knowledge. Come on, somebody. You only get that by encountering the glory. That's why a lot of prophets are going to get into a lot of trouble. Because you prophesied what you saw. But you did not prophesy God's heart. All these prophets prophesying all these different things. Saying I saw this. Did you ask God about it? Or did you have a relationship or do you only have a work relationship with God? Does God only have you work as a prophet? Because I tell you the truth. Some things God will not reveal to you just because you are you are a prophet. Just because you're a prophet, God won't show you everything. He might let you see some things, but he ain't going to tell you what it means because you didn't ask him. 
You don't desire to know what he thinks. You just can't wait for God to give you a vision. Go on YouTube or social media and tell people what God has shown you. And get people so riled up in fear and worry. And then you say, all we got to do is come together and pray to and pray to God to have this change. No, that may not be what God says is how you get me to change my mind. Come together and pray. Flesh creature, go sit down. I joke with my friends, these hood prophets, that's what I call them. You only good for the neighborhood. That's all That's all you good for. You can't prophesy globally. You can't prophesy and, and shake the whole world and shake nations. Why? Because you don't prophesy his heart. You don't know his heart. That's why your prophecies are not always accurate. You prophesy that something bad is going to come. And then when it doesn't come, you're like, well, I guess we changed God's mind. No flesh creature. The real Christians changed God's mind. It wasn't what God wanted to do in the first place. Or maybe someone who got the real word made the right requirement. God was saying this is what will preserve a nation. Y'all miss, I hope y'all ain't missing this. Because during COVID, all I heard was people talking about, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. No flesh creature, let's seek, let's seek, let's seek. He said, if I send a pestilence, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal the land. The reason why you don't understand that is because you don't understand the Lord. You don't understand the Father. You don't understand Yeshua. Let me let me move on. So he encounters the glory. That's how he's able to say that. When he uttereth his voice. How in the world can Jeremiah describe this in such detail? There was a multitude of waters in the heavens. He caused the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. What's the vapors? Incense, incense, incense. Or Isaiah, smoke, smoke, incense. Around, there's a realm of glory where God is just surrounded in smoke. When he's surrounded in incense and fog, you call it whatever you want. It's the same thing. If you look at it, it's the same thing. Smoke, vapor. Revelation explains what that was. The prayer of the saints. Let me move on. So that means all the prayers God takes and he brings it into that realm of glory. To ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh the lightnings with rain. Now, why is lightnings with rain? Why does he mention rain? Why does he just mention lightnings? It's because rain represents blessings. Come on, somebody. Even Yeshua said that. The Lord causes it to rain on the just and the unjust. There are blessings that God even gives to sinners.
I hope you, I hope somebody's understanding this. I'm almost done, but I hope you are hearing this. Look at this. Lightnings with rain and bring forth the wind out of his treasures. Now, why does it mention wind? Wind out of his treasures. What is the wind? That's the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Who, who, who is getting this? Holy Spirit, please help them. Out of his treasures. Out of his treasures. What, well, where, what did Yeshua say? For where your heart is, there your treasure. For where your heart is, there your treasure will be. So it says, out of his treasures, out of his heart comes the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Holy Spirit, give them revelation, please. Out of his treasures, forth the wind out of his treasures. Every man is brutish by his knowledge. Every founder is confounded by the graven image. For his molten image is falsehood, and there is no breath in him in them. They are vanity, the work of errors. In the time of their visitation, they shall perish. Wait a minute. What does he say? In the time of their visitation. Which means that if you only think your works, what you do... You, you, Idol work like like those things. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. Those people that go into the church, they do all the work, but they don't know nothing about the presence of God. You a good church worker, but you ain't know nothing about the presence or glory of God. Why? Because you ain't conditioned for it. In their time of visitation, they shall what perish. Which means that when God does show up, you ain't ready. You ain't ready. That means when God does come into the picture, or when God does come and visit your church, because I've seen some places where the glory of God comes in, I saw people leave that church so fast, I was like, where are you going? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like... This is the glory of God that we're feeling. The Shekinah, the Kavad, the weight of God's presence is here. And because it was so scary and so heavy, people started walking out. That's what that means. You perished because you weren't ready. You weren't ready to encounter God's presence. You weren't ready to encounter God's glory. Because I tell you the truth. If you are not ready to encounter the glory, it will crush you. Come on now. Who 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 is getting this? Who is getting this? I'm almost done. The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the former of all things, and Israel is the rod of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Wow. The portion of Jacob is not like them. 
What did it say? It said, The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the former of all things. And Israel is the rod of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Wow. What is the Lord saying? This is after Israel is being taken into captivity after Jeremiah already prophesied this is what's going to happen. He said, for 70 years you will be away. For 70 years you will be away. You will be held captive. All these things are going to happen to you. And yet, my God, I feel the presence of God. And yet, God is still saying, I keep my promises. Even though you have not kept yours, I have kept mine. Because what did he say to Abraham? I make a covenant with you unto myself. And then what did Abraham do? He passed that on to who? Isaac. Isaac then passed that on to who? Jacob. Come on, somebody. Because how many you know Jacob wasn't a saint? And I mean saint as in like holy good person. He, he won that. There were many times when God had to correct Jacob. But because he had the covenant. Because he had the covenant. God did not give up on Jacob. He said Jacob I'm still going to keep my promise. Out of your son's. Will be the nation of Israel. Come on somebody. I hope you are understanding this. Let's. Let me move on. Okay. Where do I want to go? I want to go. Yes. I will do this. Go to. Y'all still at 51. Yes. Okay, go to Jeremiah 51, verse 50. I'm almost done. Ironically, 50 and I'm at 50 minutes. Glory to God. I'm almost done. Ye that have escaped the sword, go away. Stand not still. Remember the Lord afar off and let Jerusalem come into your mind. We are confounded because we have heard reproach, shame, hath covered our faces for strangers are come into the sanctuaries. Of the Lord's house. Now let me teach y'all something. How many of you know things are spiritual before they're physical? No, 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 no. See, they're freaking out because, the you know, strangers are coming to the sanctuary of the Lord's house. No, you already let strangers in there when you let in those idols. You let the demonic in there first. And then he brought his crew. Y'all missed that. This is what's wrong with some people. It's like, oh, we don't know how this got in here. You let in the demon first. You let in the demon first. And then what? And then what? You surprised that he opened the door and let his buddies in? Yeah. Holy Spirit, get them revelations. 
If you really care about keeping God's house holy, then keep it holy. If you really care about God's house being sanctified, set apart, then you make it sanctified and set apart. It's not that complicated. But when you let in all this worldly stuff into the church, and then you wonder why the youth don't want to go to Bible study no more. You wonder why, you know, they they ain't following all the mandates and rules and the and, and, and following the ways of the Lord. Cause you let in the world first. You didn't keep it holy, sanctified, set apart. You didn't do the things God said do for his house. Instead, you made it a glorified social club. Let me get off of that. Now, look at this. Wherefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will do judgment upon your graven images. And through all her land the wounded shall groan. Though Babylon should mount up to heaven, and though she should fortify the height of her strength, yet from me shall spoilers come unto her, saith the Lord. A sound of a cry cometh from Babylon, and great destruction from the land of the Chaldeans. Because the Lord hath spoiled Babylon and destroyed out of her the great voice when her waves do roar like great waters, a noise of their voice is uttered because the spoiler is come upon her, even upon Babylon and her mighty men are taken. Every one of their bows is broke. Every one of their bows is broken for the Lord God of recompense shall surely requite. Now, this is a prophecy, Jeremiah speaking. How many of you know that this prophecy did not become fulfilled until Daniel? Oh, I knew I blew some people away. This prophecy does not become fully fulfilled until Daniel. When God sends down his finger and writes, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Perishin. He said, God's going to hand over your kingdom to the Assyrian. All Daniel was saying, this is what God said was going to happen before I even came on to the scene. God is saying, Mene, Mene, you're basically, Mene, you've been measured. What did he say? You've been measured, you've been judged, and you've been found wanting, you've been found lacking. You did not change. Nebuchadnezzar changed. But I mean, you know, the descendants after Nebuchadnezzar, God said, what do you want me to do? You didn't listen. Because Babylon was no more after Daniel. And he was the last major prophet, I believe. Yeah, he was the last major one. Do you see God's understanding? So let's look at this because we'll go into this with Daniel later. What did I say? When you really preach and teach the word of God, people are not going to like you. You see that in Jeremiah. You see that with Isaiah, Ezekiel. You'll even see it with Daniel. 
That's why they wanted to throw him into the lion's den. But yet you see that when you do the work and will of the Lord, God will preserve you. You see God's protection. You see it with Jeremiah. You see it with Daniel. You see it with Ezekiel and everyone else. Now, let me show you something. Because when Jeremiah makes that prophecy, what God is saying is that it doesn't matter how it looks. Babylon will look prosperous for a very long time, but my wrath is still going to come upon them because they are still sinful. They are still rejecting me, rejecting my ways. They will be punished for it. Okay, then. So what do I have to say to the believers, to the body of Christ right now? Stick with the Lord because it doesn't matter what the world looks like. It doesn't look like if that person's getting, looks like they're becoming prosperous. They're getting blessed. It looks like the world is having no problems, but the church is going through even more persecution than before. It doesn't matter. You win at the end. If you stick with the Lord, you will always win in the end. If you stick to his word, if you stick to having that relationship with him, you will come out on top at the end. Jeremiah came out on top. The Babylonian Empire did not last forever. Y'all missed that. Though the Israelites had to bear that punishment, God still kept his promise. Even though it took a while for Yeshua to come, Yeshua did come. Yeshua did fulfill the fulfillment of the law. He died on the cross. He rose again with all power in his hand and is now seated at the right hand of the Father to be an intercessor for us and is coming back again. He has kept his promise. When are you going to believe in the one who made the promise? Don't believe the promise, but believe in the one who made the promise. Glory to God. That's all That's all I have to say for today. I'm going to pray right now. Believe in the one who made the promise. Don't just believe in the word, but believe in the one who did, who said the word. That's why Jeremiah kept writing. Jeremiah could have said, okay, you guys didn't listen. All right, then. That's it. Now the judgment has come. That's it. But he said, no, God is still going to save you. Your enemies right now, they may be partying now. They'll be crying later. But you still have to do your part. Otherwise, you'll take part in the same judgment that they are. So right now I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for people right now. You know, and I'm just going to just I I just feel the presence of God and I just want to release the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to release um what it is that the Lord wants me to release right now. So let's come together. Let's come to agreement right now. I want, if you want to receive something for the Lord, I want you to have your hand extended towards me. I want you to, uh, even if you holding a phone or whatever, just have one hand extended towards me. Okay. Because I want you to receive something because how many, of you know, after the word of God, there's supposed to be miracles. 
Miracles follow the word of God. Come on now. So let's so let's do this. Let's come together. Let's pray. Some people are coming at me with prayer requests. That's fine. I'm praying. I'm just going to pray. If I miss, just know that the Lord, when, when you're in this presence right now, when you are around the rock Hakadosh right now, that's the Holy Spirit, the breath of life right now. When you are around this presence, I tell you right now, the, 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 like, the prayer request that you're sending in, if I don't get it, you best believe that the Lord is getting it. Come on, somebody. I hope you are understanding this. Not saying I ain't going to take prayer requests, but I just want you to know, if I don't say it, please don't be like, Reverend, you, can you go back and pray again? No. The Holy Spirit is the one who's doing it, not me. So right now, let's pray. Father, right now in the name of Yeshua, right now, we come before you. We give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And right now, Lord, we just thank you so much for this Bible study. We thank you so much for this time of fellowship. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for your truth. We thank you so much, Lord, for the reminder, for the encouragement that, Lord, you will always keep your promise. That, you, that Lord, as long as we have the Holy Spirit, that, that you are not a foreigner to us. That the Holy Spirit will search the depths of you and make them known to us. And so right now, Lord, I pray right now in the name of Yeshua, I step foot into my office as king. And right now, Lord, I just release right now the kingdom of God right now. I decree and declare right now in the name of Yeshua that the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is at hand. I release the kingdom of God. I release right now the power of the Holy Spirit right now. I release right now. Rock Hakadosh right now. I release right now the wind, the fresh breeze of the Holy Spirit right now to breathe in new life inside of this creation right now to infill people's spirits, to infill people's minds right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will be the word right now. Out of the belly comes living water. I pray that you will be living water right now. Father, in the name of Yeshua, I pray that the fire of the Holy Spirit, that the fire of God falls on all those who are listening right now. Touch them right now in the name of Yeshua right now. I pray right now, Father, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for all those who are sick. I come against right now the, the, the spirits of infirmity. I come against every sickness, every disease, every bit of pain, every ailment. I come against it right now in the name of Yeshua. It is bound and rebuke and is cast out now. Now. And I send it back to the depths of hell from whence it came. And it shall not return. I lose healing right now. Thank you, Lord. I lose healing right now into this place. Lord, I pray right now that you will open the gates of heaven. And that you will release right now your glory. That you will release right now your presence. That you will release right now the rain from heaven. There it is right now. Receive it. Receive it right now. I pray right now in the name of Yeshua 
that when we leave here, Holy Spirit, that you will be constantly speaking to them. I pray, Lord, that you will give them your love right now. I pray that the love of Christ will fill their hearts right now. I pray that as we lift up our hearts in prayer, that your love will envelop and fill their hearts right now in the name of Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the healing. Thank you, Lord, for the deliverance. Thank you, Lord, for the power that is being demonstrated right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you the highest praise. Hallelujah. Thank you. It's in Yeshua's mighty name. I do pray while the presence of the Comforter of the Holy Spirit. Baruch Atah Adonai Ha'el HaKadosh. For thine is the kingdom, power, and glory forever and ever. And my prayer partners in agreement said with me, because they believe and received it, said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Glory to God forever. Mm -hmm.